Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Music Talks podcast. I'm your host Bobby Rose, and if if you are familiar with the voice that you're about to listen to today, uh, it's because you've listened to one of the episodes from the past season. And today I'm talking to the same person, uh, Mr. Hazik Muhyiddin, and of course he is a vocal performance student from the same department as I, as I am, uh, same university even. Uh, but the thing that I wanted to get him on to, again today. Is because we recently worked on a community project, a music community project with a population, the B40 population, and um, I, I won't spoil too much. I'll just let him explain uh, the the whole, the entirety of it. So, ladies and gentlemen, is it Mr. Hazik Muhyiddin? Hello, hi Bobby. Hello everyone. Thank you so much for inviting me again to your podcast. And to talk about our music painting project, it's really an honor to come back to this. Thank you. Hey man, how you doing? I'm good. I'm doing good. Um, unfortunately, we're all still at home. Still haven't had the chance to really perform outside yet. But you know, life has to go on. <laughs> what What is like life for you? Like daily life for you after you know, like during the semester? You're still in your semester, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still in my semester, but I'll be very honest with you. Um, my semester nowadays, I'm so like, I'm a bit less interested in everything right now, be- because of like we haven't been into campus for so long already, right? It's already like so many semesters. It's already one year plus, mm-hmm. and then it's gonna add up. And then looking at the situation now, we don't know. So that's how long it's been for us not going back to campus. And it's definitely taken taking a toll in terms of like I'm I'm really questioning like our degree life and our music life, you know, and everything because definitely everything's impacted, especially the quality of our education that is really genuinely like it's it's worrying for me and not just for me, especially for some of the our younger batches, you know, for them. So yeah. And but but you still do. Uh, you've been doing recordings and performances, right? I I saw that recently. You have been going to studios even more than before, or is it just about the same? Uh, that one is because I still um go for my daily uh weekly vocal classes with my teacher at his mm-hmm. studio place. But to be honest, that's about it. I just go for vocal classes. Um, I've thought of like recently like doing like composing stuff and then producing songs and everything but honestly it's the the motivation for me to try to find to produce a song and also and I think the inspiration I'm the kind of person that I need to feel somewhat inspired to be able to write a song so and that usually inspiration it comes from having that environment you know that musical environment that we usually are privilege before to be able to get into that kind of environment and now it's less so because I'm mostly just at home and nothing really interesting goes at home so yeah so yeah it, it's hard to find that musical inspiration nowadays yeah yeah but I, I'm I'm still happy that you're able to you know record as other people because I do know that um, I'm not saying it's easier it, I'm not saying it's easier but I at least it's doable for vocals because all you have to do is just stand at the corner and just scream oh man I'm just like simplifying this yeah. so much I'm going to get so much hate comments on this <laughs> but you know compared to other people that need instruments right 
No, I mean like um, actually, if you want to compare who gets it easier, I think the uh, the pianist, the solo pianist, would have a slightly easier time. I can say that with a bit confidence because I'm a pianist, so I would know sure. the kind of struggles I have to compare to uh, the kind of struggles I have to uh, go through. Because uh, especially with our uh, to give some context to people, because we give this uh, lunchtime recitals before right, on Thursday <laughs> in our university. So, but now we just have to do recordings for that. And for for those instruments that need an accompaniment, yeah, it becomes a uh, to say the least, it, it becomes very difficult because you have to find uh, um, an accompanist and then you have to request them. So if you don't have a accompanist friend that is nearby that you can just do a recording together, yeah. then you would have to ask them to do a recording and then send to you and then you have to um, dub over that, you have to record over that and then try to synchronize. Yeah, it's it's just a lot more work, lah. Basically, yeah. just a lot more editing work. That one is definitely when you just want to compile things. In comparison, if you just a solo pianist, all you have to do really just practice, take mm-hmm. one take, and then send that in. Honestly, so yeah, so I can feel the pain of some others. Uh, instrumentalists that do require non companies. Yeah, yeah, and in that sense, when you mention it that way, it it was kind of a miracle how we actually got to carry out our projects like despite you know uh your performance life being quite uh dented in that sense and i was handling my dissertation my research like quite dented but we both still got to carry out our community project okay so let's get to into it okay so i'll I'll just give you an overview ladies and gentlemen it's uh the kin starfish foundation actually gave the music department our team uh a grant to carry out this uh, community project, a project for a population within B40. Uh, The project was called, under under KSF, Kin Starfish Foundation, it was called Projects for Happiness and PFH. And our team uh, carried out, the the project for our team was called Music Painting. And then there's something about expression, which which is why (laughs) Hazi is going to tell you about it, not me. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we integrated a bit of percussion, a bit of singing, a bit of composition, a bit of um, a lot of expo- emotional expression and you know, self-expression and all of those through music, which is, if you know me by now, if you follow this channel, you know that's exactly what I'm about. That's what I love so much. So Hazi, let's start off with this. What's the full name? Let's see if you can get the whole name in one shot. Can you get it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've written a proposal many times, right? So <laughs> the program that we proposed to um, Projects for Happiness was called Music Painting Artistic Expression Through Percussion and Singing. Uh-huh, so that's full name. Go. So but we just shorten it to like music painting for the ease of, you know, uh, recall. So basically what uh, music painting is, um, it was a music program that we proposed to Kin to want to come up with a music uh, intervention-based program that is tried to cater to try to help the, um, to give emotional empowerment and also support to those uh, B40 population, especially trying to give support to those that are probably facing more financial hardship especially during this COVID-19 pandemic so that was the idea so we tried to look into combining our experiences so for me with uh, singing 
and vocal and then with uh, Bobby it was a uh, percussion playing so we tried to look into making up a program that can benefit them through doing musical activities that involve singing and also percussion playing and then trying to get uh, participants uh, recruit participants to join to this program and then uh, having them to aim to try for us to create a concert basically to to what do you call it, to plan for a concert that actually, that actually shows and give a platform for these individuals the B40 individuals to perform and also express themselves through the stage because for us we believe that through the art of being given the a highlight or giving a voice to them and then giving that platform for them to perform and also express themselves it can help them in the long run in terms of emotional growth and also uh, emotional empowerment so yeah that's basically the whole uh, um, a generalized part of it when we propose in the beginning yeah yeah and, and you actually explained it very well even better than i would uh so before we continue i just want to get into it real quick how did you feel about writing the research objectives i mean like thinking about it like giving a platform for the people to have a place to express themselves and to talk about it uh to explain what they like and they don't like you know you and i we both went into the different genres that the participants uh, felt uh, happy about and not happy about. They don't like this, they like this. And one of the things that I was thinking of is, is that um, during this COVID season, a lot of people don't have the uh, opportunity to like show what they actually want to do and what they don't want to do. I mean, they, in social media, you can always post what you like, but more often than not, you, uh, people have less chance to explain what they don't like, not hate, but you know, just like less. So uh, what I felt when writing my part of the proposal was that um, it felt kind of saddening that this opportunity to, you know, as much as we, it was kind of good that we didn't meet people and we didn't get into like, arguments and fights because you're not physically there. But there was a part of that hum, humanic, humanity touch, humanistic touch to the lack of physical what, what what do you think and especially through music definitely i think i think we need to give some context to the people like that was uh our initial proposal was like that it was still um trying to make a music program because uh when we proposed that was when was that? i think that was around last year it was yeah. it was happening around last year march and during that time the covid numbers were slightly uh, slightly going down and in that hope was uh was when we thought we could go back to campus and that's when the project came into us and that's where the plan started the initial planning started uh, was to do this program was still um hoping that it was a physical uh face-to-face -face kind of program so mm -hmm. that's hence why there was a concert but we we found out unfortunately throughout the implementation of the planning and also the the project so we had to revamped it many times modified many times and edited you have no idea so many times and to be honest at the end of the day you can't you can't really put a blame on anyone because it's just uh it was a circumstances kind of thing you know yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe we could have uh, certain things we could have done it better but because it it um because the situation was so um i would say flexible 
the situation was so uncertain unprecedented that just right? through, yeah it was so unprecedented i i can't pronounce that word apparently unprecedented okay? yes that's the one uh-huh. and uncertain <laughs> that it just threw us off many times with our planning and we had we just had to just keep going because we kept looking at the situation but we're not sure you know it was like playing a game of jump rope but we're not really sure where's the rope at this point we were reacting we're... more than acting we could, we yeah, had to basically. react to make plans instead of uh uh take the initiative to make newer plans like plan- yeah yeah basically so there was always a constant um hesitation because and initially um they did mention that this aspect of our project need to have some kind of um online backup or virtual backup to it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but at the back of our minds i think we um uh, in our community and our supervisors were very hesitant of doing that because we know the moment we start switching to virtual a big aspect of what uh music really is about gets lost you know yes. this human touch even right now so we can't me and bobby we can't really do a podcast that's like you know face to face so we start losing this it feels a bit distant like yeah. it doesn't feel as connected itself and music is all about that yeah. truly at the at the heart of it um music is all about that human connection that we have with each other and to have that that element of um what do you call that element of touch element of direct interaction yeah. that's what really music is really about and just to clarify uh ladies and gentlemen like he said this is a year ago where what you see nowadays like since 2021 or end of 2020 people are getting into the zone of zoom meetings like how we are doing our recordings right now this is quite recent the past 6 months past 8 months but imagine 12 13 months ago it was very new it was very awkward it was very unnatural to say the least for yeah. both of, for all of us so yeah so yeah so going into that because um So yeah it was very uncertain and then but at the end of the day we still had to carry out the project and because we still had the time frame to catch up to and uh lo and behold we had to a lot of, of our plan had to been scaled down so from having the initial concert we didn't have that concert because yeah concert was just bad outright just bad So so we couldn't do that for the sake of safety also yeah so we couldn't do that so we scaled it down to an online virtual program itself which in turn that also had uh, brought about its own um sets of problems also that we had to manage especially part of the recruitment and also working with the participants and all that yeah yeah so that uh thank you very much for clearing that up so what we had in mind was like he said uh we wanted to meet the people we want to meet schools a, a school like a bunch of uh students from a school or a few schools or they come to uh, to our university uh UPM and we wanted to make like a whole uh music circle activity once a week or something like that so what happened was we scaled it all the way down to even uh online online sessions right and in the end we only had like nine nine people no it was less just that oh nine nine ten. people yeah it was around yeah, people ten, yeah nine people so yeah, yeah. I- imagine this we had te- we were targeting for like 20 30 uh, participants yeah but within the B40 community so um for those of you who are not sure uh B40 participants it it's quite 
irrational if you want to pair B40 having good internet connection and good equipment. So it just doesn't work. So we had exactly. to find people that have, uh, you know, can get on Zoom, can have uh, microphones like these and, and uh, Hazit would usually like zoom out and have his piano right there. But a lot of them, they just had a phone. And, and those, yeah. you know, and it's, that is the idea. That is the idea. Am I right? Like we wanted to help them for the, I mean, we wanted to carry out this uh, event for the sake of helping them, not for the sake of this event. That's the idea. But then, yeah. We can't really connect to them if they are not um, quite literally connectable too. Yeah. And yeah. So can can you explain like what happened in the end and all the uh, online session and that one physical event that we did <laughs> that ended up into right. a pseudo performance? You know? Yeah. So what ended up really just uh, happening after all the multiple occasions of revamping the planning, what um uh all came up uh came down to was that it turned into um online sessions i think we had around how many sessions was it we ended up having six, six five six i think yeah i think it was six i think it was six online sessions of music sessions with the participants and also we managed to get one particular physical session uh with the physical participants at Krama AU2 that was it and for the online session it was um the children from uh, SFK Panamewa so it was those participants and so in those um six sessions we just did uh what to the best of our ability what we can do to try to give them some form of uh, musical activity and in turn it became like more or less us becoming like pseudo lecturers in a way yeah. giving them music classes it to be honest at the end of the day it was fun for us lah. yeah 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 being able to to share music and our experiences of learning music also to them so that was quite fun also for us with them so i taught singing through online we did some singing exercises we did some um teaching uh teach them a lot about uh vocal technique and then with bobby bobby of course tried to do um, percussion, percussion activity at home, mm -hmm. uh, percussion activity, which came with his own sets of problems or so that he has mm -hmm. to deal with or so that one. And I think and throughout the duration also, we tried to keep it a bit more um varied, varied. So we give some like listening exercises or so with them. We give some like a small lecture of what music genre is about. Yeah, and also we did about touch the, about uh, the. The harmony side, the history side. Yeah, we did touch. Yeah, we did touch about all, all of that. So that's why I say we became like pseudo lecturers. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we talked about the genre. We talked about the history of it. We talk. We talk about the different types of uh vocal genres there is, and yeah, and then gave some um basically giving them like a more in depth music lesson as if what you're expecting from like a diploma program when I, when I think about it in hindsight yeah so that yeah. was quite fun and then uh, by the end of that um, by the end of the online sessions we we move on into getting into the physical session but at the same time also with the online session because our idea uh, was that no actually from what the project for happiness um, basically one of the, I would say somewhat like a requirement by the end is that we have to try to show something that yeah, is a final product. tangible. 
a final product and let's yeah. talk about that later okay yeah so a final product or something that is tangible to show as a means of project outcome yep. in a way okay mm-hmm. so yeah um basically by the end of the project as a means of an outcome so i our idea was that to try to get the online participants to somewhat do like a video collage of them a video collage of them um uh, singing and then we will to compile all their voices into one song recording in a way so that in a way can become like a project outcome for them lah so the idea was nice lah, to have all the voices to sing one song and then have the participants record a video and then imagine like all these tiny tiny faces singing together and while at the same time with that video collage we try to add into the physical session that was going to happen the week later mm-hmm. with the Krama AU2 participants of them singing the same song that we had composed for the project so yeah and and the important thing was that uh we kind of did veer off to that musical side that more musical side of course we wanted to do 50-50 i mean you know it's literally music painting it's a music program but we did veer off a bit into like 75% of music lessons just because it was quite frankly um impossible to fill up 2 hours 3 hours of just talking and explaining when everybody has their videos turned off and and so on because that's the norm back in the day that was the norm of um trying to connect people to the best of our abilities but i, w- I was so happy that by the fourth fifth and sixth session we did come back to uh all those um personal questions why do you not like this music how do you not like this music and then you know they yeah. started ri- writing their own songs uh, i mean writing their own lyrics and uh, this is just for data just if anyone's keeping track uh, a lot of people in malaysia likes to use like to use the word uh, stars uh, looking at the stars and believing in something <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was very interesting. I I didn't think of that. But um yeah, actually in in hindsight it was a lot of people just wanted to get out. Like, you know, mm. stars not literally just stars, but it's that openness, which is very interesting. Awesome. So, now that we've cleared that up, let's get more uh in depth on it. Let me ask the question but with a twist on it. What was music painting like for you personally? Uh <laughs> let's okay I think it's best for the sake of uh for the sake of education and to really look at it like the reality of it yeah to huh? just be honest with everyone uh it wasn't the best experience honestly not uh, not because the it wasn't the best experience for me it was because it was stressful trying to deal with uh a situation that you've never dealt with before that one is one thing for me personally myself trying to handle a project that is on uh, a music program itself i haven't had much experience with it i've had more experience teaching um educating people um uh, education for vocal like this one to one so when it comes to this project this is somewhat what you call uh something that is novel mm-hmm. and on top of that trying to um uh, trying to deal with a uh, project that is novel to me and then it came on top of with us having to deal with the ongoing um uncertain uh, covid-19 situation that is going on in malaysia so 
it was trying to deal with that and then trying to look around and then deal with the constant MCO. Is there an MCO? Is there no MCO? Okay, nah, yeah. what's the deadline? Okay, what we are can meet with people. You can't meet with people. Like more than 20. Can be, yeah. And then after that, 10 kilometer. Is this 10 kilometer or is it less than kilometer? Oh, yeah. That's also like, huh? Yeah. So deal with that. And I think it was that constant need of revamping to try to fit that situation, that constant need of revamping. You already planned this out. Okay, for it to go like this. And then suddenly, news came, oh, we have to change it. Okay. And then that went on weeks, months even. Yeah. And that can take a toll on you personally. It's like, it's, it's, it's what do you call that? It's exhausting. It becomes exhausting mentally. Yeah, it becomes yeah. exhausting mentally because having to try to constantly look at the planet and look at it in a different way and then try to change it. It's exhausting mentally because... Um, because we have our expectation and we have our hopes and when it doesn't try to meet that and then we try to scale it down scale it down is one thing but scale it down and then having to have multiple versions of it changing into multiple versions of it yeah it became it, it can become exhausting and also also on top of the fact that we work as a committee but it's hard for us to work as a committee that is not very apparent that is like all around. So yeah. So at the end of the day, it feels like, of course, our committee members also did their, uh, did their parts or so. <laughs> did their parts or so. But most of it, it has to come and fall down to the people that are available here in KL to work with the participants as well. So yeah. And... I'm I'm very sure this happens in not just for our community and I think for a lot of project leaders out there, miscommunication happens like all the time when it comes to virtual planning. And again, you can't put it a blame on anyone. It's just how the, it's just the platform. It's just a lack of, um, that that clarity one that that, yeah. that that clarity that fast paced clarity. You just yeah. that's something that is just harken back when you mm -hmm. switch to virtual planning because I can text you in a way but you might take the text in a wrong way that yeah you know and I could also call you but it's it still doesn't yeah it's it's very difficult it's not the same when you deal a project you meet face to face you have a meeting face to face you can have that direct conversation you can have that direct feedback that's a bit easier and then you can work things out a bit easier from there on so yeah Mm, yeah. So, mm. and and just to clarify, we uh like he said, we we actually did have a team. It's just that um, you know, when the top is not really sure, then the team can't really uh function because uh we we delegated. God knows we delegated our tasks. Uh, somebody was in charge of getting the instruments. Somebody was in charge of the money. Somebody was in charge of the uh venue confirmation. For example, like uh venue confirmation, we don't even know which venue. Uh, the money we don't even know uh, how much we're getting how much money goes out to buy the instrument and the person that was buying the instrument he didn't even know what the plan for the instrument was because even the, the both of us we were, we were the co-leaders uh, we didn't even know are we going to use the proper music instruments are we just going to use like household items does that mean that we have to return the money does that mean uh, it's not going to be um, 
uh, it's not going to be physical anymore. It's just going to be online. But which in the end, we did have to like last minute change it or there has to be an online session. So it was very volatile. Like anything could just... Extremely volatile. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, we, we always thought, I'm not sure about you, but I was always thought to, whenever you handle an event, you have to uh, have a time frame, right? So yeah. uh, week one, finish this. Week two, finish this. But we were yeah. just doing it by the week. Yeah, this week we, is done. We, next, yeah. and, and and we intentionally did not plan for the next week. It, it, we learned our lesson by that. Yeah, <laughs> but, no, I I think we it came to that point. It's like you know, if we plan something, something else is gonna come out. So might as well just do it on the go. Yeah, so yeah. That, in a way that worked out well in itself, lah. But I think yeah, in our how to say in our experience during that time in our in our circumstances. That was just the best decision as it is, just to do it on the go, really. Because if we were to plan something out, also it's more or less gonna turn on itself. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, another thing I did want to ask is, um, we did have our plan A, and this is like plan A, like like the a. first plan where we would meet everyone in together, and then uh, yeah. what in the end we just had to translate the music activities to um. Uh, a small group, a local context, and try to tie in. What was that a big challenge for you in trying to understand? Because I I do remember that you do have a bit of experience teaching mm-hmm. a, a a group of students. I can't remember how it was, but um, oh yeah yeah yeah. So was that a big challenge for you? Um, for me, it was um in my experience with before lab, I used to teach children that are one of my past experience was teaching children from the Darul Talim um summer camp. Mm-hmm. So those are children between the ages of like maybe like around seven to to twelve to fourteen. I think at most it was like around fourteen. So I teach them like come up with a music program. And um, for that, it was just basically singing, and then I would teach them singing a song, and then just doing some fun activities for them. That was with a friend of mine. But bear in mind that kind of activity, the one that I've done before, it was just a session that was like at most like two hours, and then it was broken up in two hours times two in a day. That was the whole uh, chunk of it. We didn't have long term. So when it came to this particular project, it, it was a bit novel to me because our project was based on trying to have a more longer term kind of uh, program. Mm-hmm. And also, the one of the particular reasons why I was a bit uh, anxious at the beginning because we, we ourselves were not sure what kind of recruitment participants that we're going to get, you know? Mm-hmm. Because at, at the beginning, our, our, one of our project goals was trying to have a cross-generational context um, trying to bridge the gap uh, and then have a music program that can connect the elderly and also the youth. So in that way, in that sense, it's like I'm not sure of what kind of music program can we do to try to bridge the gap because it is one thing. When you, when you come up with a music program or you come up with a music plan, the, it varies between ages. That one we know. Um, with adults, elderly is one way. With just working adults is another way. And then with teenagers is another way. And then with young children is another way. And that all just because it came down all to level of comprehension, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just all because of level of comprehension. Children are going to act in a certain way. Teenagers are going to act in a certain way. And they're going to take in things and react in a certain way. So that's why I was just a bit 
worried and anxious because I'm not sure how to go about it and then try to tie in all of this together. So that's just really one of my concerns at the beginning. Lah. Yeah. No, and that's, that was really insightful uh, when you did tell me back in the day because then I, I realized that uh, that was the disparity between the both of us, you know? Mm-hmm. So this is actually the, the main point that we, we want to get into. Um, yeah. At the very heart of it, at, at, at like, uh, you know, end of the day, if you just give a 10-second summary of yourself, right? You are a performance student and I'm yeah. a psychology student. I'm a therapy student, right? And, and it's, mm-hmm. it's no... It's not really a problem. It's not like um, you can't do audio production. I can't yeah. do composition. You can't do because end of the day, we we are still music students and we cover mm-hmm. a lot of ground. But then I have uh, some kind of experiences with uh, the psychological side, the expression, mm-hmm. expressive side, that uh, uh, talking side, discussion side, compared to you. Because I know for a fact that I hold nothing to you when it comes to music activities, writing songs uh, on mm-hmm. the fly, uh, playing these things, uh, writing, singing on pitch. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that disparity is actually one of the things that I really wanted to um, discuss with you about today. And was it really apparent? Like the first week, you weren't really sure how to get them to express themselves. Because it's quite a big undertaking when you put that as the title of your project. Expression yeah. through music. It's yeah, not just yeah, your yeah. musical expression, but it's your expression through music. Yeah. Like, like with them, with the children, uh, basically the one that we work with, the online, uh, the online sessions, right? It, at the beginning, it was, tried, um, it was a bit difficult to... One, it was difficult to try to get close to them because they're also not sure of how it will go about with this whole online session and the kind of activities that we can actually do on music. So during the beginning sessions also, uh, we had um, it was just awkward for everyone, I'm guessing with the children especially. So, and then me as a performer, I would need to try to think of giving an activity that can in a way draw the children in, you know? Or no, actually not draw the children in, draw the children out. Okay? So in this case, it was the teenagers. And you can only try to do that a bit more effectively if, I, if it was a bit one-on-one. And mm-hmm. if, if, if I can truly demonstrate it face-to-face how it's supposed to be done. Because it, this is something that is very difficult to try to explain to a lot of people of how um, through singing, you can draw in um, expression. You can actually draw in people to connect to you in a way that's not just by talking. And that is something that is very difficult to do virtually because mm-hmm. I can't simultaneously try to try to invite them in to sing along into the activity and then to also feel into the music. So that was a bit difficult. And then we tried our best to give them um, activities and also platform to, for their creativity. So we asked them to uh, do exercises to sing. We also asked them to do song covers. And we also asked them to do the short lyrics compositions for them. Mm-hmm. And at the end, it's not for us. It's all of it, it was just to give them just a bit of a nudge to try to understand themselves better 
of how to express themselves because at the beginning stages people don't really realize of how do we want to express ourselves emotionally that is something that i think a lot of people still cannot uh, really truly understand how to do to really express yourself emotionally and that is part a big part of our growth that is often i feel is still neglected the emotional so through the activities that I, we try to do is all about getting them to be more expressive to this and we asked them to do the song covers and that also was uh, i'm sure some of them also were quite hesitant because they're not sure because they're just singing on a camera what 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 self-expression is this about you know yeah yeah i was assuming yeah yeah some of some of them would think in that way and actually in a way also, i also agree because actually i'm the kind of person also i don't particularly like to just do song covers i'm the kind of person because i'm a performer i actually enjoy that the human connection that you get when you perform on stage because there is a form of energy that you that is not very apparent but you can feel that when you perform on stage with people that kind of that that musical touch that kind of human touch aura i don't know what you want to call it yeah. that kind of sixth sense that kind atmosphere that yeah, connected that kind of, atmosphere yeah that connected atmosphere and yeah with song covers with if you're just singing here on the phone you get that kind of energy from just from yourself but you can't get that from a whole bigger atmosphere and that was something that was lost during our online session yeah, yeah. so uh in a way we were teaching them to be a bit more narcissistic mm-hmm. you know <laughs> i yeah. mean for lack of a better term yeah but yeah, but yeah uh, essentially that was it uh we realized that one of the challenges like like you said is like they're not able to they don't know how to express themselves they can i mean like children even us we we do have a tendency you know because of all this discussion all this research going into social media we're quite vocal about what we like and we don't like yeah. but some people don't understand how to explain it and and it it was a good and a bad thing i mean it it was good because i mean it was good because that was the idea of the of the project itself it was yeah. bad because we realized that um a lot of it a lot of people not just the participants but a lot of us actually hide behind vague answers yeah so you do you like this music do you like this song yes no why i just don't mm-hmm. like the song yeah you know? it doesn't vibe with me why why does it mean that it doesn't vibe with you and then they're not sure you yeah. know what i mean like yeah so it's yeah. it's totally fine um i'm not sure if you remember one of the best sessions that we had was like the fourth or the fifth session like there was this one person saying like uh i it's so weird that i feel i don't feel connected to uh so we were we were doing a har- harmony uh exercise yeah major then, minor uh, chord i think yeah and mm-hmm. and hazi was asking them like okay how do you feel about this how do you feel about that how do you feel about uh a given give a description and one of the yeah. participants actually like oh i don't i don't hear these angels and and holy mm-hmm. sounds they heard something like a melancholic and whatever but yeah. that which is good which is you know it's 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 good that you say it but the yeah. sad thing was later on she actually said like oh i feel so left out i feel so weird like, yeah why should you you know what yeah. i mean yeah 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 that because the the idea was for that particular exercise wasn't to try to tell them or oh, the answer is this the yeah. answer is this if it's a major it has to sound happy if it's a minor it has to sound sad depressed that's not the case for a lot of people what 
at the end of the day, when you grow up, when we go to uh, adulthood, you realize that life is not about yes or no. It's all. It's definitely not. There's no right or wrong answer only. Yeah. Is we need to start teaching children to understand the gray areas because we were so accustomed to you know that just because we just oversimplify things um just for the sake of convenience you know just uh, the answer is yes the answer is no this is black this is blue but honestly life is really all about the gray area and yes. everything that is in between and the discrepancies that is in between that is what life is all about that that the celebration of differences basically and that is something that we need to really teach children at even at a younger age that life is all about these gray areas and you have to see if where do you appreciate this you have to learn the appreciation that comes from all this gray area and you need to learn that you might not get another person but it doesn't give it, give you the right to just plain out um like reject that person. There is a form of you need to learn to respect differences because that's the world that we live in that you just cannot escape. There are differences, but we need to learn to appreciate the differences that comes with it, you know, and then respect other people's opinion. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So now that we've, we've cleared all of that up, uh, let's say if one day Miss Annie Moore, um, she's, the, she's the coordinator for our Project yeah. for Happiness. Yeah, and anymore. Uh, let's say you know, Kin Starfish just comes to you and just uh asks one day, can you do the project again? And then you know we discuss. I mean, like you, you and your team discuss. Or if you wanna wrote me along, hypothetically, right? What would you ch- do differently? I mean, of course, with um, uh, physical. I I'm very sure you integrate more physical sessions. You already yeah. know how to get the instruments down. How to deal yeah, with yeah. the uh, uh, politics of uh moving the money around and so on and that's yeah. a, that's normal group thing but what other things would you change besides the very surface thing would you change the question how you approach the questions how you approach the activities would that be changed uh i think so i would change some things for example like I would change some of the singing activities. I feel that there are more things that I can do to try to benefit them. Uh, but for me, just downright for me in general, if they were to approach us again, mm-hmm. I would just, I would only agree to do it if it was very securely that we can do it face to face, physical. Yeah. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Yeah, like, like a non-COVID because, situation, like post-vaccine yeah, and like, all, right? Yeah, you know, like, we're just like, is it okay now? Are you guys sure? You know, we're, we're safe. We're safe. Yeah. We're, we're good, you know? Yeah. We're good. We're done. Okay, then only I'll be more comfortable because, yeah, the, the true beauty of us coming to make music together is to enjoy that together, you know? So, That's yeah. True. Yeah, and a lot, even a lot of the... I've seen a lot of concerts and that's the, uh, what do you call that? That's the disparity, no, I won't say disparity. That's the qualms that a lot of performers out there that they face also. They say that there is actually no, uh, no replacement for live performances or there is actually no replacement for live experiences, actually. It's just that what we do right now virtually is really just a, uh, how to say, uh, it doesn't equate 
honestly, to a life experience, to a life performance, you know, mm-hmm. we can do the best that we can, but there is, there is, there needs to be a way for us to come back actually. And that is something that I still believe until now. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And let me just ask you a, a follow-up question to that, right? Yeah. So I asked you like, would you change? And then you said you would change your activities. Let me just, um, again, hypothetically, just uh, pick your brain on this one. What if we don't yeah. change anything? What if we no, don't? Yeah, knowing what we both know now, mm-hmm. if we approach it and we take the same framework, we go. Uh, before this, we were working with uh, Kramat students, and yeah. let, let's say we go to, uh, I don't know, somewhere in Selangor, mm, yeah. a different part in KL. We bring the exact same framework. Would that still be a good idea? Yeah, it would still be a good idea actually, because the whole plan is not a bad plan. It was a good plan. What makes us a headache was constantly having to change previously what we exactly. had in mind because yeah. it was it was an expectation thing you know because we expected like this but to because we keep on changing 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 what we were frustrated was wasn't at the program what we were frustrated was that that mental exhaustion of going around like that la, 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 and then what we have here but what what we have is actually quite a good program in itself as it is but that itself also that program we had to cut short because of mco exactly you see that's that's what I wanted to ask you about because, um, you know, we've presented and uh, I mean, like you presented in, in February and then we were done with everything. And I actually sat down and thought about it. If we just from the get go, what we have right now, only online, not even the physical session, if we yeah. just 100%, 110% just go online, right? It won't be a problem. It won't, yeah. Yeah. It's just that we had an ideal setting of the final product. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do Do you foresee like the department going through that anytime in the future, going through the same project still online, like like in 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 sooner times rather than next year post COVID and whatever? Is there a possibility? Maybe not under you, but under like a a different leadership, you know? Maybe under a different leadership, lah. But we'll see how it goes. But knowing that our department would still probably want to have something that is. Uh, outcome that is tangible and bigger so they probably try to uh, garner more um, participants lah, from different 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 communities so yeah fantastic thank you so much for your thoughts yeah. so ladies and gentlemen those were our thoughts on our community project uh, again it's called do you have to help me out Mu- music painting artistic expression through percussion and singing there you go that's what he said Okay, so uh, all jokes aside, we, we did have a grand time working on this community project and I had a grand time working with uh, Hazik. Uh, and our differences, despite, uh, despite it not being apparent to our uh, teammates, our differences actually added to the value of the project. Mm-hmm. And I, we had a grand time working on it. So, if you do have, um, I don't know, a suggestion, a question, a thought, like, oh, you guys should have done this, uh, for your project or for the upcoming project, hypothetical project even. You can send us an email at uh, aminbob13 and we'll discuss about this further on. And until then, I'm your host, Bobby Rose, and this is us signing off. Thank you so much, man. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much.